The Venture Plan and Other Dreams. In 1958, I was completing grade 12, the traditional end of high school in Ontario. I was 16, nowhere to go, and I had no real idea of what I wanted to do with my life. I was born at a special time in history, actually five days after Pearl Harbor, and the military played a special part of my life. War was a game we played in Jessup's Woods, and we all had some semblance of Canadian military dress, including helmets, all leftovers and souvenirs from World War II. As, a, as we grew older, we could play a more sophisticated version of the game of war. In Prescott, we had Army Cadets, which were compulsory in high school, Air Cadets, which I did join, and our Army Reserve Unit, the 4th PLDGs. Back to grade 12. The ranks were thinning out. Less than 4% of students entering high school in the mid-50s went on to graduate from grade 13, a.k.a. senior matriculation. One of my classmates, and still a friend, heard from his dad about this Royal Canadian Navy thing called the Venture Plan. It was interpreted as an effort to recruit Navy officers and teach them to fly. What could be more exciting to a 16-year-old Prescott boy than landing a jet fighter on an aircraft carrier? So I said, Jack Butt, I am applying as well. And apply I did. Strangely enough, Jack didn't. He went on to take engineering at UNB, worked in India and Dubai, and then he came home to be principal of St. Lawrence College here in Brockville. So in the spring that year, I filled out the, all the application forms and waited to hear. I did hear. The Navy wanted me to report to HMCS Staticona in downtown Montreal for some initial testing and an interview. They sent me rail tickets for the trip to Montreal, first class seat and all. And I recall my dad's <coughs> only words of advice. Remember, if you are on time, you are late. Be there early. The candidates were put up at the Stanley Street YMCA, which was almost next door to the reserve unit of HMCS Staticona. Pretty exciting times for this good old boy, only 16, and from Prescott. Not being used to communal facilities, including showers, I left my shoes and watch at the door to the showers. Needless to say, when I come out, my shoes were there, but my watch was gone. Lesson learned. <clears throat> Forgot to say that uh, the YMCA was also the site of Sir George William University, a fledgling educational institute in those days. It mainly had business classes and degrees. It amalgamated later with MacDonald College to become the present-day Concordia University. My first day at Staticona consisted of some paper tests, English and math, followed by some personal interviews with a few non-ranking officers. 
I met another candidate there, and he suggested maybe we could go out on the town that night. He was a little older, and of course I was very impressionable. We went to a nightclub in the East End, near Delormier Stadium. Jackie Robinson was with the Dodgers then, but it was special just being near his roots. I had no idea what to order, so I purchased an O'Keefe Ale. And of course, they only served quartz. And the cigarette girl came by, took our picture, and we bought copies. How foolish. The second day was a very intimidating interview. I was marched into a room and seated at a singular, simple chair about 20 feet from a table of officers in full naval dress and all staring at me. The questions were grueling, but I must have impressed them somewhat as I was told I would move on to the second phase. When I got home, I was showing off that photo to my friends and hiding it in a drawer in my room. That is, until Paul Dubois asked my dad if he, if he had seen the photo yet. Geez, I could have killed him. Being a man of the world after that trip to Montreal, I was pretty thrilled about taking the train to London, Ontario, and then catching the bus to Crumlin Air Force Base. Air Force Base, you ask? Yes, Air Force. As you recall, the venture plan was to train pilots. I arrived in London around supper time and no more buses out to Crumlin till the morning. Thank God for the YMCAs. It was downtown and convenient. Talk about convenient. It was right next door to the Iroquois Lounge. Unbeknownst to me, pretty famous or infamous, regardless, after a quick bite, I went next door and sampled the London nightlife at the Iroquois Lounge. Up early the next day and made it to Crumlin in time not to be classified as late, not even by my father's standards. Crumlin was winding down as an airbase, but it did serve as the RCAF's officer selection unit. I think there was about a hundred of us there for the testing selection process. Ten days of a very intensive activity, a lot of mental testing. I recall they would have a string of numbers, say maybe one every three seconds or less, and you had to keep track and announce the sum of every other pair. Challenging. We sat through sessions in a compression chamber and we were quizzed while we were in there. We also had sessions on a simulated flight trainer. I think it was called a Link flight trainer, maybe even manufactured in Gananoque. The simulator had you climb up into the cockpit. The room was spherical and dark. You had three controls for the craft, all new to me. There was the stick, of course, and two pedals. And with these, you had to master the six degrees of freedom. There was a horizon painted all around the room, and the testing officer sat in the room, but you couldn't see him. I wasn't kicked out the first day. In addition to the physical and mental testing, there was the leadership aptitude testing drills. These also included problem solving. In teams of five or six, we had to traverse an obstacle course, figuring out on the fly, and we were timed, 
how to get from point A to point B. We were working with things like box horses, hanging ropes, etc. I did have my first experience of having pancakes for breakfast. I never had them at home, but boy, their pancakes Air Force style were huge, and there was always lots of maple syrup. Well, it was Canada. I remember one guy that I had made friends with was sent home. The ranks were reduced on almost a daily basis. He was too tall to fly jets. After 10 days, we were shipped out late in the day, once again, having to spend the night in London. This time I was a little more civil, and as a group, we went and listened to a concert in the park. I think it was a weekly tradition. I did recall going by Labatt Stadium, which housed ORFU football, just one rung below the CFL. As you may well have guessed it, I didn't go to BC to join the venture program. But I wasn't mustered out either. Senior advisors, my dad and mom, counseled me into going back to grade 13 with aspirations of attending university. I informed the Navy and to this day wonder what would have happened if I had accepted their offer, gone to Esquimalt for two years and then Pensacola for aircraft training. The Blue Beyond. <laughs>